You're listening to The G-Factor with Lauren and Tony, a weekly microcast offering a variety of unique ways to market your business or organization. Now, without further ado, here are the hosts of G-Factor, Lauren Doherty and Tony Van. Okay, well, welcome to the G-Factor podcast. We're so glad you guys have joined us. This is Tony Van. I'm Lauren Doherty. And we have a spectacular show today, Lauren. You, you know that? Do you, have, you, have you clued in? You figured that one out? I think I'm on the inside. I think I got the insider knowledge. I'm pretty excited about our guest today. I, well, I'm excited about our guest. And as you and I discussed before, I'm a little surprised we got her. She's kind of a good get, to be honest with you. Absolutely. And the fact that we had one guest and we we actually were able to get another guest on our our show so i'm pretty pretty excited um yeah except I'm, it's obvious that she does not listen to this show being such a lowbrow show and having such a high talented guest <laughs> you know it just doesn't match so i'm pretty sure she's you're right yeah so well um, we'll introduce her to the show and see uh we probably won't get her back after this probably not this is a this is a one-shot shotgun so yep. would you like to Make introduce her or would you like me to do that you you know what i feel like you are suited up for that job i can just I hear it in that? your voice i feel like i'm yeah. ready i think i can take the baton baton so let's let's do this so live from cincinnati ohio former home of wkrp in cincinnati and les nesman the dropping turkeys Mimi Razor of Razor. Mimi, thanks so much for having us. Well, hello, Tony and Lauren. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. I think I said having us instead of joining us. But once again, that just goes to the quality of the show that we're producing. So yeah, I'm pretty sure this is Mimi's show today. So that's fair. <laughs> it totally could be. Well, Mimi, we are we are super thrilled to have you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for taking so much time with us tonight or this afternoon. Uh, will you tell us a little bit about you and let the the uh, listeners, uh, mostly my mom, uh, know a little bit more about you? <laughs> well, first of all, I do listen to your podcast. In fact, I want to recommend to everyone if they haven't listened to the Barbecue Podcast, I found it <laughs> quite interesting. I loved hearing about all the barbecue in the state of Oklahoma, and it made me hungry, so... Excellent. Well, see, that's kind of that was a teaser. So you get that? That was a teaser uh, show. The number five is the teaser show. So nice. glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. All right. Hit us up. All right. So, yeah. So thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to be here on the air with the two of you. Um, I, as you said, I started my own agency in Cincinnati, Ohio in 2005. Uh, we have 16 folks. We are in the, if anyone is familiar with Cincinnati, we're in the uh, suburb of Montgomery in the historic district there, which is lovely. Um, <clears throat> and um, we have, um, you know, clients in a broad range of industries. We do quite a bit of work in the public sector. That's probably about 40% of our business uh, in public infrastructure communications kind of work. Another 20% is in healthcare and the rest falls into the just general B2B and B2C space. So we are crazy about measurement. We do a ton in the measurement space as well and build customized dashboards for clients, particularly in healthcare. So, um, so yeah, that's a little bit about who we are. That's awesome. That's great. Well, and just a little extra kind of inside baseball for those of you listening, as you all 
may know we rebranded this year. Uh, Lauren and I have been in business and we rebranded to the guild and uh, Mimi was instrumental in helping us through that uh, whole process. So uh, in all seriousness, thank you so much for helping us with That's that. That's kind so. of you to say. You guys did a great job with the rebrand. I love the guild and I love the color scheme and I think it looks fantastic and really reflects who you guys are. So. Well, you're. thank you for saying that and, and I will pay you later. So <laughs> let us get on to the subject matter a little bit. I think we want to talk about healthcare. Isn't that, isn't that kind of where we want to delve in? Does that seem like a topical discussion at this point absolutely it sounds great to me uh see i don't know why anybody's talking about healthcare these days well it's, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it's this thing called covid and we all oh, hate it so. you guys have that out there too well yeah lauren keeps calling it this china flu and i don't know that i particularly <laughs> care for that no, so. no, no. really <laughs> <laughs> lauren why don't you why don't you ask me a question i've been talking a lot you have gladly. <laughs> well, Mimi, with your, you have vast experience in the healthcare space. Tell us, I mean, obviously we kind of already brought up COVID, but I think I want to save that as a secondary kind of topic or question today, but, you know, tell us about kind of how healthcare messaging and PR and marketing is maybe a little bit different and maybe some trends that you're seeing um, in comparison to other verticals. Yeah, I, I think that's a great question. I think um, one of the things that is maybe a little bit different about healthcare um, communications and marketing, well, of course, pretty much everything in communications and marketing, I think, has turned um, away from um, more promotional type of messaging, and it's turned completely educational. Education is the new marketing, right? So, um Everything I remember way back in the day when I went to college, you know, PR, we talked a lot about newsletters and we talked about PR is about building relationships. Marketing is about making the sale. And those two things, when they work collaboratively and work hand in hand, you get this synergistic effect and, mm -hmm. uh, and you really have, you know, a, a, just a strong overall presence then for your brand. Um, we also talk about speaking with one clear voice. Um, in the market so that everyone from, you know, the person who sweeps the floors at your company to the chief financial officer, when they're asked what your company does and, and who they are, they should all be saying the same thing, theoretically. Um, so I think in healthcare, um, in addition to really pushing toward that educational um, message platform, I think the challenge is that you have some really high-tech, um, complex work happening, particularly at like your academic health centers, and trying to make that understandable to the average consumer out there and someone who may need those services is really, I think, a part of the art of communication. Um, we just worked with an academic health center um, last year, and we're still actually in the process of rewriting a lot of their website. And a lot of that was put on, obviously, this year during COVID. But um, we worked on probably 200 pages of content, and it was digesting a whole lot of information and a whole lot of technical medical um, information and breaking that down in a way that it's going to make sense for a consumer who needs that help. So 
Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I think really taking the complex and making it simple is a big part of communications and messaging for healthcare. Those are really good points. I, I totally understand. Um, Are you seeing anything? I mean, obviously COVID, like you already mentioned, has changed a lot of things, you know, particularly in the healthcare space, but, you know, just overall as well. Um, Is there anything that you can think of a little bit of advice, maybe if it it gets overwhelming of, you know, we know we need to change or we know our messaging or strategy needs to change, but how do you suggest that people kind of start that process? What's, what's best? Yeah. And I think that's a great question as well. I think, um, so right now, a lot of uh, healthcare companies obviously have made a huge pivot to focus almost all of their internal energies toward um, COVID efforts, or at least, you know, our clients have, have really made that pivot and are starting to really rally their internal teams around everything that they need to be doing across all platforms from a messaging perspective around uh, COVID related things. And initially it was safety, right? So people were not wanting to come in for an urgent or emergency situation because they didn't want to get COVID. So it was first reassuring them, you know, if anybody knows how to manage an infectious disease, it's a healthcare organization and you're safe when you go to the hospital. So that, that safety message was first Um, now that, um, we've sort of gotten past at least the first three to four months of us all living with this virus and starting to understand more of what it means. I think now the messaging is again, reassuring people that, um, you can't put off your, your preventive care. Um, you can't put off, uh, your dental care, things like that are going to, escalate down the road when people are um, coming in, you know, four to six months from now with, you know, more complications from things that they could have prevented because they're putting it off. So I think the biggest need right now is for hospitals, healthcare organizations, physicians to try to figure out how do I convey to my patient population out there and prospective patients that you're doing yourself a dis service and it could be dangerous to you to put off, you know, if you have high blood pressure and you don't know it, if you um, are at risk for heart disease, um, you've got to stay current with all of your preventive care. Um, So yeah, so I think that's another big issue right now as well. Those are really good points. Um, And it seems like, you know, like you mentioned, we're kind of in this cycle, like it was an education and a safety component. And then we kind of had a middle ground where I think people calmed down a little bit and went a little bit back, at least here to kind of daily business. And now we're seeing a spike. And now you feel like you're being very repetitive in those safety messages, but it's important to reiterate, you know, those steps that are being taken as well as, you know, like you're saying, like come back in and, you know, take care of, you know, your health um, as well. So that's really good advice. And I think people, I mean, understandably, everybody's getting virus fatigue. And so you're starting to, you know, if you're around the same circles of people, you're starting to let your guard down, you take off your mask, you might be a little closer than six feet to people and it's catching up with us. This virus Mm -hmm. does not care. (laughs) It's going to go where it can live. And so we just have to stay the course until 
you know, that we can get it under control. So, and it's possible. So I think that's the other good thing. Yes. Tony, where are you going with that shovel, hammer, nails, and rope? Well, Lauren, I am so glad you asked. Oh, no. I'm headed out to build me one of them new geofences. I understand I can go to my neighbor's house, build a fence around their place, and I'll know new stuff like uh, when they leave and when they come home. And Well, that's enough, right? That's not how that works. Are you sure? Yes. Geofencing isn't building a real fence. As a matter of fact, it's one of several tactics you can use to identify, target, and engage potential new clients. Digital advertising is one of the most affordable methods to reach new clients, especially since many of them are working from home, not at their office. So let me get this straight. I don't have to go out, dig a hole, plant some posts, and, and build a fence? No, not at all, and it sounds a little creepy. What's with your face? What's going on? Well, it kind of makes me sad. I was always told good fences make good neighbors, and I was hoping this would work for my new neighbor. <laughs> so, Mimi, where do you see, what does this look like coming back? I mean, I'm, I don't want to get into politics. I don't want to talk about, you know, Tony Fauci or blah, blah, blah. What is the process in which we come back as communicators? Have you thought about that? What do you see there? Um. You mean in just in terms of when we as communicators get to pivot away from the COVID message strategy? Yeah, or? yeah. I mean, I think the whole idea is it's going to be messy, right? I mean, in yeah. our in as humans in our head, we want to say, "Oh, we're going to get a magic pill, and not only are we not we're going to be immune from COVID, but we're all going to lose twenty pounds or whatever." Like we all want right. that fast thing, right? Right. So. The same thing's going to happen communication-wise. It's going to be messy in the fact that you can't just basically say like, we're open, come drink a beer and sit around right next to each other, blah, 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 right? right. So have you, have you, what's the transitional message from both the healthcare industry and just in general of, hey, how do we let people know it's okay to come back? What, where is the deep yeah. side? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that's a, a good question, Tony, and I'm not sure that we all know yet um, how that's going to happen. Um, and I think it's so different for every industry. Obviously, the, the restaurants and the bars are really struggling right now. I think, um, you know, one of our clients is a, uh, a city of about 30,000 people, and they are fortunate in that they um, were able to commit, their city council committed over $2 million toward an initiative to help small businesses recover. Um, and there were four different programs and we helped them with the communications um, and build a website for them to, to help get that word out and to get small businesses to apply for these different programs that were available to them. But, um, but that, that message, I think right now, that is kind of, it everybody's tired of the we're all in this together kind of message. We've done a little research and we, we know that for a fact, but what they do want to hear is what actions can I take right now? Um, and how can I, you know, try to carry on as normal of a life as I can while still being safe and protecting myself and my friends and family. So, um, and coworkers. So I think, um, you know, people will want to come back when they know it's safe to come back. And I think that the, the messaging will, 
probably flow pretty easily when we know that that is the case. Um, I think though that it's it's probably just going to be a, um, a you know a different transition based on what industry you're working in. Like I, I mentioned, uh, the public sector um, work that we do that's all essential business, um, essential work that that continued through the pandemic, um, and it's building roads and bridges. So it's all outside work as well. So they were you know, careful with workers outside still and did contact tracing if they did have positive cases. But for the most part, that kind of communications work just continued as it usually does with these are traffic impacts and these are new roadways being built and here's where we need your input on things. Right, so Right, right. Only we can predict the future. <laughs> Only we can predict the future. Well, that's good. Well, speaking of predicting the future, I have a fun fact to wrap up the podcast. If you guys would like to hear a little fun fact. Always. Absolutely. It, and this is going to blow your mind. So you guys hold on to your desk. First of all, before we get into the fun fact, uh, I mean, I think without saying Mimi, you, it's, you like, you wrapped a tuxedo and a formal gown <laughs> around what, what mostly could be some type of ratty tatty, you know, something that you get out of the Goodwill store. Like you, you brought a level of class to this show that I don't know that we could ever, I could, I mean, it's immeasurable, immeasurable. So thank well, you for too coming. kind of you to say, it's my pleasure to be here. You guys are consummate professionals and I always enjoy our conversations. So well, that's, that's very kind. That's very kind. Well, this is so kind of the blast from the past. So here's, here's my fun fact for the day, Lauren. So are you ready okay. for this? I'm waiting. So, and you know, if you take look, have a strong enough telescope and you look out in the distance, not only are you seeing far away, but you're actually seeing back in time. You know this, right? You recognize this, oh, correct? Okay. Did you know this? So in other I'm words, thinking. okay, you're thinking. So for instance, the sun's heat and light takes a little over eight minutes to get here to earth. So it's literally, mm -hmm. you're seeing eight minutes. So the further you get, you're further back. So if you put a mirror far enough into space and bounce it back you could theoretically see yesterday <laughs> <laughs> and on that note this is tony van and this is lauren doherty and we will look into tomorrow for the g-factor podcast thanks for listening Thank you for listening to G-Factor. For more episodes, additional information, and a way to connect with Lauren and Tony, visit theguildfactor.com.